0: and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And this beautiful young lady with me is my friend, Catherine Toon. And some of you have heard her before in other formats. You may have heard her here in Grace to All with Paul Gray because she was my number 10 episode when we started three years ago. And this episode is number 322. So there's been a lot of water under the bridge. Catherine, welcome back.
1: Oh, it's such a joy. It's such a joy, Paul. and I'm amazed you are blowing and going and (laughs) such a blessing to me and such a blessing to many. And it's an honor. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you. It's very mutual. And since that time, Catherine and I have read each other's books and been. she's been kind enough to ask me to be a guest on her podcast. And uh, we've connected uh, in person, had dinner together in Colorado Springs, which I love going to Colorado Springs. I would not like to be there today. What did you say the temperature is there?
1: (laughs) So it was negative nine with a negative 22 wind chill. So it was really it's kind of a nasty day.
0: Yeah, I'm going to stay here in balmy Kansas where it's only five degrees. Uh, (laughs) Now, we're recording this in February. Uh, You all will hear this in early April where it'll be warm everywhere, I hope. (laughs) Absolutely. This is temporary. Well, the reason that I'm re-interviewing some people now, in addition to them having lots more to say than what we did the first time, is in conjunction with my new book coming out, the same name as this podcast, Grace to All, and, and my hope for this is to help connect people with other people who were all on this same journey of God's revelation of his unconditional love for all and the finished work of Christ and grace but we all have slightly different perspectives of this, and we certainly all have different backgrounds. You know, My background's a jazz musician, and Catherine's a medical doctor. So somewhere the two shall meet. <laughs> but my goal is so that people who read this book can not only connect with somebody like-minded, but also hopefully somebody maybe in their physical proximity. Catherine's in Colorado Springs, and you know, I'm close to Kansas City, but as we get ready to do this today, Catherine... Tell people, if you would, what they can expect when they find you online, when they listen to your podcast and different things. What are they in store for?
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, the big hot button for me in this whole discussion and this whole revelation of who God really is Mm -hmm. is to connect with God as a God of unconditional love. And that means a love without conditions. And I think sometimes we need to really. Reverse that because what happens, we think of unconditional love, but, and there's no but if there's no conditions, it's just unconditional love for all, not just for the ones who believe not one for the ones who are jumping through the hoops, but just for people right where they're at because he is love and he can't help himself. And that includes when we're behaving well. And that includes when we're behaving horribly because love is never up for grabs. And it's that revelation for me that everything flows out of, that's where his grace flows out of, his forgiveness flows out of, his healing flows out of, his freedom flows out of, everything flows out of that. And that's out of that intimate, intimate relationship that we all can grow in. So that's pretty much what you're you're going to get some flavor of that if you connect with me about God.
0: Well, connect with the God of Unconditional Love. And that certainly ties in with the title of one of your books, Marked by Love.
1: It may have something to do with it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Catherine, how did you start on this journey? Did you grow up knowing God's unconditional love?
1: Well, it's interesting because I had encounters with God at a very young age, but I did not grow up in a, a conditional home. I grew up in a very legalistic home, but it was a different religion. It was a Religion of secular humanism. So we were trying to constantly earn our value by what you did. And there was a lot of dysfunction, a lot of pain, very serious dysfunction. And I started encountering God in those places of pain. And and the one thing I knew, I didn't really even know his name. I figured that out later. (laughs) I, I knew one thing that he loved me and I loved him. And that's what really got me through. I wish I could say I started from that place and just kept on going. Unfortunately, as things kind of spun out because sin has consequences, bad behavior has consequences and it, and it destroys things, it destroys families. And as that spun out, I became very angry and I became very angry at God because I thought if you're so big and you're so powerful, how can you let everything I care about be destroyed? And I really had a major crisis. So what I did was I translated some of this early bad programming of trying to earn value through performance into, I'm just going to focus on doing the hardest thing I I can think of. And I remember at age seven, the hardest thing that I could think of was being a doctor. And I didn't ask this God who I had encountered as love, you know, is this, this what I'm supposed to be doing? No, I just kind of took it upon myself And not a good idea, but, you know, we do a lot of stupid things and I I finished that, you know, it's better than shooting up crack in the corner. Okay. That's better. (laughs) But if it's not what you're called to do, right, there's not a grace on it. And there came a point later on after a failed marriage and I was doing great. And I did all the right bells and whistles, Ivy league, yada, yada uh, in the medical profession. But I was just started to grind because I, this wasn't what it was supposed to be. The grace had lifted and I realized then with all the personal fallout, I started to experience that I actually needed this God that I'd had such a chip on my shoulder about. And guess what? God had been pursuing me the entire time. You know, it's interesting. God is love. And the first attribute of love is patience. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. He's so patient even in our real stupid, our real destructive stupid, right? And in his relentless pursuit, eventually my heart was like, yeah, I can't do this. I can't barrel through this. I can't intellect my way through this. I'm not strong enough. I I actually need this God. I need salvation, however you define that. So I woken up to the God within me who had always been there. And then I started on this journey of reconnecting with a God of love. Unfortunately, I went through the way of the religious church, unfortunately, and then I had to deconstruct a bunch from there, right? So you get this baby and you get this bathwater, having to figure out what's baby, what's bathwater, but boy, this unconditional love, that's baby. Grace to all is baby, and that we get to embrace and run with and build on and out of the place of those truths and the encounter with the one who is the truth, who is love, who is grace, there's massive freedom and there's gorgeous fruit. So that was kind of my roundabout journey.
0: I really appreciate you sharing that. I'm not happy that you had to experience some of those things, but I'm happy that you're able to express it so well and to show us who was always there, who was always with you, and what's happened since then. And and gosh, Catherine, that just really is what my hope is in these podcasts and in with the book, because sometimes, unfortunately, people encounter people who are starting to really get unconditional love and grace, whatever you call us, and they tend to think, well, wow, I could never be like that. With my story, that can never happen. And it's so important for people to hear that we might look good and smell good and dress up pretty nicely now. But, man, there was a time when they can really relate to us. I often think, you know, if you'd known me before, you wouldn't like me. I I think you'd like me now, but <laughs> you wouldn't have before. And it's so important for people to see there's hope. And it's not a pie-in-the-sky hope. It's a real hope. It's a hope that has a name, that has substance, that's real, and a hope that has always been with us. And because I know you, I can certainly—I know now that— the desire of your heart that God put in you to begin with long before you thought you wanted to be a doctor was to share the truth about him, which you get to do now.
1: Yeah, isn't that beautiful? And it's amazing how God really is able to make those disasters work out for good. And that's where we have our hope, because the hope is found in a person who's wild about us, yeah, you know, who's in us. And because he's in us and because he's love and love never fails, that hope has been shed abroad in our hearts. And so we have reason to hope. And that's why it's so important to hear people's testimonies and to not feel like you have to portray that Mm -hmm. somehow you did it all right. We both have things we're not proud of. We both have things Done to us that we're not proud of, right? I mean, you know, it's a level playing ground. We've all acted out of, uh, people have acted in destructive ways towards us. We've acted in destructive ways towards other, It's a level playing ground. We all need a savior. And in that, it's not that we're so putrid and vile and bad. It's because mm-hmm. we're so beautiful in the image and likeness of love. And so that's where saving and everything that's not like that. Okay. That puppy needs to go. And so we're on a journey of being conformed into the image of Christ, which is our original design, which is our design. And it's because you're so worthy that God never leaves you alone. It's not like he can't handle sin. No, he just loves you too much to leave you in ways that are bad for you and bad for others. And that don't look like who you truly (laughs) are. So it's this gorgeous unveiling of true identity. And it's empowered by God. And then we get to partner with God in that process. And then we get to partner with God in the process of helping other people, setting them free, helping them learn to love themselves, learn to love Mm -hmm. other people. He gave us one commandment, which is to love as he loves. Mm -hmm. And that's impossible apart from him, but we're never apart from him.
0: Oh, no, exactly. That's sort of a paraphrase of George McDonald. And, and I hear Paul Young saying that often. I think he said it in your recent interview with him that George McDonald said, uh, God loves us too much to leave anything in us that's not of love's kind. And what kind of love is that? <laughs> that's a good kind of love, isn't it? <laughs> that
1: is everything. It's everything. Yeah. He's so wild about his kids that he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So, which means the big A answer was even happening before the relative little P problem of the fall, because he's that masterful and that huge, he had to secure his kids and that's how much he loves us. And then he pursues us, pursues us to get into agreement with him about who he is and who we are.
0: Yeah. I saw a, uh cartoon on Facebook the other day. I won't get this exactly right, but it was God was talking to the angels saying, hey, I'm going to make these people and I'm going to let them do whatever they want. But as a result, I'm going to bring them all into being exactly like me. And the angel said, well, will they have a choice in that? And God said, no, they're not very good at that. (laughs) That's
1: what he does. He heals our will. Right, He heals our wills so that we choose love,
0: which yeah.
1: is aligned with our original design. When we're not choosing love, we're violating our original design. And yeah. so things don't go well for us, right?
0: Right. Yeah. But he's with us, always, always loving us, as you said so well, always patient. When we don't love, I never hear him condemning me or getting upset with me or chastising me. I hear him gently and lovingly and patiently saying, yeah, you know, there's a better way than that. I was talking with some friends at a we call it a Bible study. That's not really what it is, but we're so used to saying that, that Kitsie and I and another couple had a Every Wednesday, we have a study, and we were all talking about how sometimes people say to us, well, it's nice that you hear from God, but I just don't hear from Him. And I believe very strongly that God speaks to all of us all the time in a number of different ways, but I'm also seeing people who, I can't prove this, just my opinion, but I think many times people who want to hear from God but don't believe they do, I think they've been programmed to think. Hearing from God is to hear condemnation and to hear conviction and to hear a voice that says, okay, well, you know this and and uh, you're bad and all that kind of stuff. Well, we don't hear that from God, do we?
1: No, we don't. And honestly, if, if that's what I think I'm going to hear, subconsciously, I'm going to shut down. And that's one of the things, because part yeah. of what I do is coaching and helping people to hear. And by the way, Paul, I did write a book, How to Hear from God, to help people with that. There's a free download. So I'm happy to offer it to your listeners and I can send you that link.
0: Set the then, title?
1: Yeah, How to Hear from God. Because, man, if, as we connect with God, that's when the healing comes. Right. And we hear all sorts of different ways. And sometimes we need help to hear. But truly, if I think I'm going to hear judgment, if I'm feeling shame, which is not God's will for me, but if I'm feeling that and I think I'm going to get more shame from God, I will shut down. Like, you know, that's just a subcon. I don't listen to people we tune out and we do that to God. And then if that's what you think you're going to get from God. You're going to tune out. And so a lot of times God needs to heal us. I, I do have a funny story because I remember early on, even though I'd had these encounters with God when I was a Christian, I, you know, I was kind of, I was whining to God. <laughs> <I'm sure> no one <laughs> else does this. I was like, everyone else hears from you, and I don't hear anything, and blah 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 blah. And I was just whining. And God was so cute. He was like, Well, Catherine. If you just quit confessing that you don't hear from me, you might be able to hear from me. But I heard that, no problem. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay. right, because he's a god of relationship. Right? Oh
0: man, yeah.
1: Right, and so it's hearing and all that. You know, you know, I'm teaching my son Robert, who has autism, about how to hear, and he's not someone who hears. With his ears and with his spiritual ears, he hears other ways, and I'm teaching him how to do that. Uh, huh. And he's getting things, and it's brilliant. And it, you can tell, you can see an immediate shift. Like, so, Robert, what is God telling you about this? What's He showing you And He's connecting with His knower? And you can immediately see Sigh. He's saying this, and then you can just see him relax. It's like. I needed that. That's exactly what I needed. See, when we connect with love, that's what heals us and encourages us and calms us and then also gives us direction and all of that. It's our life source, right?
0: So I don't want to uh, offer this for you, but what I'm hearing for me, who has a 16-year-old grandson with autism who lives with us, there's hope and possibly there's help. From you, which uh, will be another subject for another time, but I, I'd love to visit with you. You know that we both share the autism thing in our household. And I know because people have told me, but because it's my experience too, there are a lot of people who are wondering, what can I say? How can I get through to my child or grandchild who has autism? Well, well, you're somebody who knows and is having results. What's not to like about that?
1: Absolutely. And I think it's fine to do baby steps with anybody. But I mean, a lot of people who say that I can't hear from God, particularly my thinkers, like they actually hear from God in their minds. But when you learn to discern, a lot of times it's discerning how you actually hear from God. And that we usually have one main way and then we can hear other ways here, quote unquote. And it's helping people discern that. And when, and you can palpably see a shift when you're connecting. That's why I like to say connecting with God, because a lot of times people think it needs to look like how someone else connects with God. Mm. And it's like, God is so wild about every single one of his kids. We were made for connection. And so when there's a breakdown, well, then he's there to help you with the breakdown. And sometimes we need to pull on the anointing of someone else has to help us get past it. So that we can do that for ourselves, and that's why we serve one another. That's why all people need to hear from you because there are things that you will help them get past, and you are helping them. How many podcasts later?
0: Uh, <laughs> 22 yes. Yeah, but who's counting?
1: <laughs> but who's, I mean, that's amazing. But yeah. because you have so much to share, and it's life every single time for people, and so. That's what helps them connect with this God inside them, this God of grace for all. No one's on the outside. No one's left out. Everybody's included. He can't help himself. And so his his embrace is bigger than the cosmos because he's bigger than the cosmos. So that's for every single human being. So that means intrinsically you're made for connection. And so sometimes we need help to figure that is. And sometimes I need help. If I'm really shut down, I'll go to someone. I'll say, I don't know. I, I can't hear squat here. So just help me get past myself. And they do. Mm -hmm. And he made us. That's the beauty of it because we're also made for interdependence. So it's not just me and God, although it is me and God, or you and God, but it's us and God through one another. Jesus prayed that we would be one as he and yeah. the Father are one. So oh, yeah. Us all together. And that's what you're doing, Paul. You're connecting people. I, I think I'm so excited about this book. If I can just plug this for a second. <laughs> Everybody gives book. And I know you will because you're listening to his podcast anyway. But what a connecting the body so that the graces that are resonant in different people are just out there to be partaken of. And so we're better together. I love yeah. that about you. And that that's why, you know, I, I just like if if Paul's doing it, I'm like, yes, I vote for that because I just know your heart. And I, if I can get behind it, I'm so excited because it's life for people.
0: Oh, thanks, Catherine. I really appreciate that. And that's what we do. And we share life, which means we share the abundant life that Jesus came for us to have and has already given us and manifest in us and as us and through us. I Remember when I was really into scripture memory and then beating people over the head with it, one of them was uh, Hebrews ten twenty four. you know, let us not forsake meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Of course, as a pastor, I said, that means you have to be here every Sunday. Oh, and by the way, bring your checkbook with you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and no, that's not what it means. It means Getting together in relationship and encouraging one another and sharing life with each other and building one another up—it has nothing to do with going to a church or. Includes it, yeah. Includes it. Oh, sure. the only
1: expression of it, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. That's exactly right, Catherine. Our time has flown by. Tell people how they can connect with you and what they can find when they do.
1: Sure. So probably the easiest way to find me is to go to my website. It's That That is all my resources. I have a podcast. I have a blog. I do coaching. You can find out about that there. I have a YouTube channel with lots of free videos there. In Facebook, I'm on Lives so come find me. That's probably the easiest place. It's kind of where everything converges. And then if you want any of my free downloads, you can download them from there. But I am going to give you specifically that link with how to hear from God so people don't have to hunt.
0: Great. And I will post that with the show notes. I know that a lot of our listeners have found you, but I encourage those who, who haven't, to because Catherine's the real deal. She's a delight to be with and to read and to hear. And, uh, uh, well, you just found that out from listening for the last 20 some odd minutes. So. Thank you, Catherine, for being with us. Thanks to all of you for listening, being with us for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.